Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everybody, and after the hilarity of uh, Talk Back with Attitude, you've now got Showreel, and uh, we've got a little... Uh, a run of, uh, of of programs on 3CR that are focusing on uh, culture with a big C, I suppose. Uh, following following up this program, which is about Australian film, we have published or not, and uh, then it goes on to wider pastures after that. But um, today I'm going to uh, highlight two things. Uh, the first up is a uh, film that's coming out, a Australian film that stars uh, Noni Hazelhurst uh, and uh, other well-known Australian actors. It's uh, on the theme of uh, dementia. Now, dementia seems to be the uh, the prize-winning um, illness or disease uh, at the moment. For a while there, it was uh, autism. Uh, you'll probably ring someone. Will probably ring up and say that these are not diseases, and they're not. There's, so, you know, it's, they've probably got uh, particular categories. I don't know, but anyway, uh, there was the uh, the father, which has uh, come out of England, which is a really fascinating film with Anthony Hopkins in it. And uh, it's uh, one of the reasons why it's so fascinating is because it actually places you, the viewer, into the mind of the person who's actually being affected by the uh, confusion, the confused state that is caused by the degeneration of the brain and the memory. Uh, And so that's a really fascinating way of approaching it. The other film that uh, is on our screens at the moment is Supernova, which is a a really powerful film, actually, very emotional film. Uh, It's about a uh, loving gay couple who are... uh, One of them is... uh, Getting on uh, early onset dementia. Uh, it stars Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth, and uh, it's quite suspenseful because it doesn't lay it all out for the viewer. You go along the road on their road trip. It's sort of like uh, the road trip itself begins to. I uh, like destinations really. To uh, they're going to all these different sites of, that have been important in their relationship until all is divulged as they go along and um it's quite it's quite an emotional film it, but the, the film that we're going to talk to you about today is called Dune Again and this is an Australian film and uh it has it's about a woman who Dune who 
is in a, you know, really quite nice place, a nice home, but she's in a confused state and it turns out that about five years previously she had a stroke and then had this, went into a fugue and couldn't remember who she was and uh, couldn't really remember her uh, children's names. She's got a son and a daughter. One, The daughter's played by Claudia Canav and... Carnarvon and uh, the son is uh, Steve Curry and uh, anyway she suddenly uh, after five years uh, remembers becomes uh, and apparently this is something that happens that can happen and uh, and it can last for very short period of time or it can last for hours or and in this case it lasts for days and what what it's all about this film is a family that finds itself again as she uh, and her importance within the family uh, in those few days. So it's a fascinating film, and also about grown up children realizing that their parent is not the same person that they think she is, <laughs> which is quite fascinating as well. Anyway, I got that. I got a chance to actually speak to Steve Curry about his role as the son and the making of this film, which is now on our theatre screens. Um, very impressed with the film, uh, June again. Um, as an actor, you must have been... Oh, tell me about the experience, because from a viewer's point of view, the writing is so uh, lovely and it's about something very domestic, but it's got quite profound aspects to it. A nice role. Home and the importance of, you know, um, protecting protecting those that you love and and i think it's 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 one of those it's one of those rare films i think that actually hits those comedic moments as um i guess as as simply and beautifully as he hits the the heartstring moments um certainly aided by the fact that noni hazelhurst our national treasure is at the helm I think it's honestly, I mean, she's done some incredible performances in her career, but I think this is really up there with, with one of the best she's ever produced. Um, and yes, yeah, so it's, it is, it's, it's such a joy to be able to, to work with a script like that because it, 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 it kind of, it, it, it rolls off the tongue so naturally. A lot of scripts, a lot of people write scripts trying to be intelligent, trying to sound smarter than, you know, than the piece needs to be, but JJ has written a, a piece that's just absolutely lovely. Now, um, working, you, you mentioned uh, Noni Hazelhurst, but of course other uh, exemplary actors. Tell us about that experience. I've I've always um, always loved Noni, as I said. Or I, in fact, and Claudia, my, I think she thought I was blowing smoke when I told her. And I've I've worked with Claudia numerous times, but each time I do work with her, I remind her that The Big Steel is my favourite Australian film of all time. And it came at a time when I was 12 and I saw that at the cinema that it solidified for me that this was all I ever wanted to do. So I owe her a debt of gratitude in that regard as well, but also just to work with her and to see what the ease with which she performs. But the way she achieves that is by such incredible commitment, dedication and preparation. It's, um, you know, it's a great thing to see. And, and that goes to Noni as well. It's um they're quite inspiring people and they make you kind of step the gamer. Yeah, well, I was also going to say that um, this film 
there's something particularly Australian about it. I mean, the story is probably not purely Australian, but, uh, I mean, it's got lots of drama and it's got lots of suspense, uh, even if it's domestic, uh, or particularly because it's domestic. But um, also one of the elements that's really compelling for me is how you, you become uh, an Australian um representation of these things like you as a male in this film uh have this great uh it's uh you do things that are very australian like when you go to talk to the boy about uh um yeah, not right. sh- uh, yeah. speaking to each other uh yeah uh, uh, you, you know you've got your own um and, uh, and when you're at the front door you said uh, you said something that was real uh, that, at the house he said that in the script it said something um really australian and i i just uh wonder about the way uh you um, keep it yeah real look as, it's, as it i guess that's the key i mean keeping it keeping it real with something like this is the important thing the moment anyone sees affectations or or i guess you know um uh, caricature in films like this. I think that's the moment you disengage, and, and you know the important thing for us was to give that script the the um, respect that it deserved, and give the audience the respect that they deserve because they want to see real characters, they want to see real people, and these are people with, you know, some uh, some pretty uh, heavy skeletons in the closet in terms of um, the family history, and they, um, you know, they, I think I think to 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 deny them their kind of uh, full humanity would be to sell that script short. Uh, it's really interesting too that the, um, you know, that, that, that Noni's character, June, sees Devon, my character, as having kind of sold himself short because he's not with the woman that she thought he should be with because she was the successful one and she was the kind of the, the one that was going to see him be kind of, you know, have all of the accoutrements of what, you know, a lot of people might see as outward success. But what he's actually found is someone who loves him and respects him and that he is the right person for him. And, um, you know, he needs to kind of convince June of this. So all of these sort of, I guess, these these um, touchstones of, this, of the script, which a lot of people might recognise, you know, from their own lives or from, um, you know, anecdotally, that, um, you know, goes towards making this um, such a beautiful film. Well, yeah, it touches on the fact that there's actually class differences in Australia, which is, you know, almost... Exactly. Well, we do like to think we're a classless society in Australia. I do like that, you know, because we're not England, so we're a classless society. But I think deep down everyone knows that there (laughs) there is an entrenched, um, you know, class system from yesteryear that kind of is slowly but surely being stamped out, and that's a good thing. But um, there are certain people, I guess, and June might, might be one of them who might like to hold on to those uh, those old uh, relics from the past. Now, we've got only a few minutes to go, but um, I have to mention something other than this, which is uh, Hounds of Love. Um, such a fantastic film. And I remember someone saying to me that you as an actor uh, were such a nice guy, you know, you're an icon <laughs> of like, niceness, apparently. And I, <laughs> and I said to them, actually, I always thought you were perfect for such a role as uh, Hounds of Love. I always thought you were slightly off-centre. <laughs> uh, it is kind of an odd thing. I like an icon of niceness. That's, I should get a T-shirt. Um, no, it's uh, Ben Young who directed Hounds of Love actually said at a and a which I thought was hilarious, he said when he was thinking of casting that role, he needed to find someone who 
uh, a 17 year old girl would actually get into the car with. And he said, who wouldn't get into a car with Stephen Curry? <laughs> I really appreciated that. And I can't, I'm still not sure if it was a backhanded compliment or not, but um, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a lovely thing to say. Probably the nicest thing anyone said. So uh, no, thank you for that. It is, it is a film that I'm, I'm very proud of, but um, um, that's why uh, it's lovely to do a film like June again, because it's sort of, I guess Hounds of Love reminded me of, of, of the importance of doing things that you can be, you know, truly proud of. And um, and this one is definitely that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks very much for talking to me. Okay, beautiful. No worries. Okay, thanks very much. Lovely to talk to you. Smartphone Stories is a fun, free workshop for anyone in the community who would like to make a film using just their smartphone. We're coming to the city of Yarra at the Bagunga Nanin North Fitzroy Library on Monday the 3rd and Monday the 10th of May. You can register for a place at www.smartphonestories.com. Proudly supported by Vic Health. May Day is your day. It's Workers' Day. This year, we celebrate May Day with three events. The eight-hour memorial event opposite Trades Hall at 5pm on Thursday, the 29th of April. Then there's the International Solidarity event straight after that at 6 o'clock. And then the march through the city, which is the big event. So please join us on Sunday, May 2nd, Ligon Street between Queensbury and Victoria Street at 11 in the morning. There'll be various activities and speakers and and singing and music. Assemble at 1 o'clock and we march off at 2 o'clock around town, come back for the speakers platform. It'll be a solidarity platform for Melbourne workers to give their solidarity to workers in other parts of the world and the country. And we look forward to seeing you there to celebrate May Day with us. Every year on May Day, 3CR joins communities from around the globe to celebrate the achievements of the labour movement and to show solidarity with the struggle for workplace rights and, of course, fair working conditions for everyone. Why is it important to celebrate May Day? Well, because we celebrate and enjoy understanding the history, the present-day fight and the future battles because we haven't won yet. So tune in from 7am on Saturday the 1st of May. It's more important than ever to celebrate May Day. We'll be fighting for a long time, so come and join us. And happy May Day from 3CR. You're on 3CR with Annie on Showreel and uh, I was just speaking to Stephen Curry. There were a few ups and downs on that uh, uh, sound quality. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Steve, uh, the film that uh, we were talking about was June Again and it, it is a really a nice film, uh, worth seeing. And uh, the film we were talking about at the end, uh, Hounds of Love, uh, Steve Curry was playing a uh, serial killer. So there you go, serial killer of young women. Uh, uh, so uh, that was why it was uh, slightly um, uh, hilarious, really, in a dark sort of a way. Uh, and we've just heard the lovely voice of Susano uh, from our uh, Friday uh, 
left after breakfast. And I was speaking to Susanna about Susanna Duffy, about something that she's taken up. And it's another way that you can make film. And uh, I just found it really fascinating. So um, let's hear what Susan had to say. Okay, now, Susan Duffy, I'm very interested in this new job that you've taken up, which is virtual tours. And can you let our listeners understand how this came about and what what it entails? Virtual tours. It's a wonderful term, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we know what virtual is. We've all grown up and we're in the 21st century and we know what a tour is. Virtual tours. Well, I went on a virtual tour to Iceland via some link on Facebook uh, a couple of months back and I thought, it's amazing, I- I'm seeing... Iceland, I'd love to go there, but I can't. And um, I thought, this is an amazing thing. So I checked what they were doing, and I realised this was a virtual tour. And I contacted a company, and I said, look, I'd like to do virtual tours in Melbourne. We may not have volcanoes. Well, we do have volcanoes, so they're dormant. But we've got beautiful things in Melbourne. I'd like to share them with the world. So now I do a lot of virtual tours around Queen Victoria Market, a beautiful market, as you know, um, the largest in the Southern Hemisphere, 17 acres of fresh food. I mean, where else are you going to get that? Nowhere. So I take um, 200 people around at a time, some from Canada, many from USA, West Coast USA, and many from England. It depends on the time zone and the age of the virtual tourist. I've discovered that the older the virtual tourist is, the less inclined they are to stay up late. Yes. (laughs) So if it's at midnight, no, can't do it, love. So I find it interesting, as I said, taking people around and explaining what I'm looking at. I have... So it's in real time. Oh, it's in real time. It's streaming, live streaming. Right. Now, I'm not um, really all up up to date on modern technology, but I know what live streaming is yeah and um i have a beautiful piece of equipment it's called a gimbal which is from greek isn't it to balance but it's a it's a stabilizer yeah and i it's beautiful electronic stabilizer and i push my beautiful iphone 12 into it and it fits in there perfectly and I press a button and all these electronic things go whirr, whirr, whoop, and I've got a beautifully balanced phone. No matter where I walk, if I go up, down, sideways, or I trip, everything is kept stable. The person looking in my phone... It's like being on a ship, but uh, that's the same word, isn't it? Yes, they had the gimbals on chips too, that that the phone never moves. So that's it. I, I can look in my phone at what I'm... The way you'd look in your phone if you're going to record something or take a photo, you can see in there. But running around, the phone rarely moves. It doesn't wobble. It's a wonderful thing. Lovely, expensive piece of electronic equipment. I also have an app. Now, it's the app that allows me to live stream and other people to tune in to my live streaming. And that's how it's done. So you have to have, just you're sitting at home, you can have any kind of device, a computer, you know, desktop, laptop, pad, tablet, phablet or phone. And you can actually look and see 
me wandering around Queen Victoria Market saying, oh, look at those pears, and have you ever seen a crayfish that size? But uh, sometimes if I'm outside and it's very windy, which it can be, I will put on just an ordinary little pair of headphones, the ones that will clip into my phone and then, you know, have the little microphone on my shoulder with a big furry uh, windsock on it, what is called in the business a dead cat. So this little furry thing on my shoulder and that's it. But I, I prefer just to use my voice on the phone. I just have to project it a little fo- bit forward to the phone so that other people can speak to me. Like if I monitor, say, the market, and I will say, look, um, this is this wonderful cheese. I, I'm not sure I know this one. And then the trader can speak to me and the phone will pick it up. So people are on a virtual shopping trip with me. Um, I really enjoy it. It gets me out and about. I don't feel like an old fool because I've got all this electronic stuff. And I've, I've had you know kids coming up to me and saying, Oh, lady, what is that one of them gimbals? Like, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Sonny. (laughs) I love that. Mm. um, Working against stereotypes, isn't it? Yes, of course. We we must do that. It's our duty. Yes, it's our duty. Now, tell me, um, I mean, you've obviously got the gift of the gab and you've also got a a flair for theatre, but uh, do you in any way uh, plot what you're doing? Or how do you... uh, sorted out in your mind what you're going to do, your approach. Because, you see, the reason why I bring this up is that you know, I've uh, done a bit of videoing at demonstrations right on a phone and there's a whole range of things that you learn, which is that you need to hold the uh, the image for longer than you think, for example. Much longer. Yeah. Tell us about that. Much longer. People who want to look at the image on your phone or, or on the video which will come from your phone... You don't realise your eyes are seeing things and your brain's working in our normal speed. But when you sit there on the video, you think, oh, my God, what did I jump so fast for? Yeah, because not the inf- there's not enough information for other people to actually yeah, involve themselves. It's, there is not a- just, it's not just... You are actually involved in creating an artefact. Yes, and people don't see on the phone the, the speed at which your phone... At which your, People don't see on the phone the speed at which your brain is working because your brain sees it all. But we have to sort of translate that into what we're used to. So you have to be very, very slow, keep things on hold for quite a while, for quite a long time. Ten seconds is good. I often count 15, you know, with the kangaroo, one kangaroo, two kangaroo, all the way up to... To 15 to make sure that I've got that there. And people, of course, on my virtual tours like to take a screenshot. Ah. And it's possible to do that with this app. So I will ask them, I says, anyone want to take a screenshot of this amazing, whatever it is, pile of beautiful fresh tomatoes and organic? So it's interactive. Oh, yes. People chat to me. They can write in a chat box and I can see their little chats coming up. So I can say, oh, hello, good morning, Annie. Oh, and hello there, Jacko. Oh, and I've met you before, haven't have, have I, Jill? Yes, I am in Melbourne. Yes, I am standing in a goldfield. Yes. And I, they chat to me. This is one of the wonderful things about it. And it's like... Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, oh, it is. I love it. And it is. With my theatre background, I've got an audience. And once again, I've got an audience 
and in front of me and I can respond to them. And I love talking. I've been on radio for many years. But it's all part of it's all acting. All of it is having a presence out there. But I'm selling my city. In fact, I, I think they should give me, you know, one of the medals or a key or something. Because you don't realise Melbourne is beautiful. And there are things in there that people from the other side of the world have never seen and wouldn't understand, like a tram. And these people have not been able to travel for more than a year because we've all been, you know, confined after the COVID. And if they did, their first port of call probably wouldn't be Melbourne, Australia. It's a long way away. It costs money. But once they've seen things there, they say, I want to go to Melbourne now. Look at that beautiful, you know, waterfront village. Say, well, it's called Docklands. It's a suburb. It is a new suburb, but yes, but we have this suburb here. And I've taken them to to, uh, Carlton. I've taken them to Oakley. Have a look at a suburb. And also I've been up to Sovereign Hill and seen Ballarat gold mines. And it's just interesting. I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And I feel like I'm a lot younger, though I'm looking a lot older. I'm sure doing it. Because of all the exercise. All the exercise. Because I have to go and plan a trip. And I will spend a day planning a trip to make sure I get a good signal on the phone first. And then to make sure I'm able to walk in an amount of time from A to B and whether I can make it without falling down. Are there any steps here? You know, all this. Yeah, yeah, you you do the plotting. Oh, very. It's it's, it's a good full day's work beforehand. Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, there's obviously a return in this. The return, apart from the thrills that I get? Yeah. Well, let me explain. I'm in a gig economy. I get a tip. Yeah, okay. People tip me. It's a pretty lousy way to run things, but, I mean, that's the way it's run these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the, the, the facility, they've, they've got a button on their phone that just says give tip. Click and they give a tip. And Okay, all right. So uh, tell me, how long is each episode? Well, it depends. 45 minutes is long enough for a good tour. People get tired. Yeah. People get bored after 45 minutes. But I have... Been, I have gone longer if people want me to go longer. So you can sort of pull it out longer. I've spent longer um, at down at the pier at St Kilda than I had planned for because people wanted to see more of the penguins that we couldn't really see because it was dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm taking a, a, a ferry soon across the, the bay. Oh, nice. And I'm going to – that's uh, probably more than an hour. And, of course, I'm going on Puffing Billy. Yeah, that's really nice. So people can see the scenery and what Melbourne's... Melbourne's not just a city with some trams and a big wheel. Has anyone seen that wheel move? Mm. Ever? When we're oh, more well, than, right, that's right, the wheel. I've forgotten. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're more than that. We have wonderful things and we have the beautiful hills just behind us, you know, yeah. just there. And, oh, uh, even things like the Yuyangs. People are yeah. unaware of how beautiful... Actually, you, you Yangs are because they only see them as they drive past them. Yes, in yeah. the distance. But uh, what I uh, was really interested in is uh, when you shoot, do you consider uh, wide shots and uh, no zoom? What? No, no, I can't do that. Sadly, well, not sadly, I can't do that. The well, you're already thinking set. about it a lot. No, of the things. gimbal is set on the phone. Yeah, and I cannot use. I cannot zoom. Yeah, I cannot you know, pull back. I can't do things because it, it goes through the gimbal yeah, instead yeah. of the phone. 
But oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And also, do you talk to camera? Actually, talk, or are you oh, always yeah. no, over? No, no, no. I, I uh, talk with camera. I, I start. Uh-huh. Talk and say hi. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Here, here I am. And and I tell them what I'm going to do and what to expect and yeah, yeah. Such, and then I turn back and you can see outside. It's the same way you turn your phone when you take a photograph of yourself. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. And also the app that you use, you pay to be able to use that app, or do you just no, download it and no, pay the first off? Hit? It's an app that's not freely available. It's an app for use with this tour guide company. It's yeah. their app. Okay. All right. So do you? Uh, give them a license fee or what? No, no, no. What? what how does it work? They take a uh, commission from my tips. All oh, right, that's interesting. Which is how I've uh, worked when I've I spent many years writing online for the web. Look, I went. I managed to stay for three and a half months oh, in Southern Europe for the money I made from writing online. They always take a commission. You use their platform, like their websites and spaces. You write. You make money, they take a cut from it. I take my tours virtually, I'm making money from it, they take a cut from it. They want me to succeed, of course. Yeah. Because it's... Oh, and the other thing is, just to finish off, do you, do you have, um, even though it's live streaming, do, is there a library capacity? Do they keep a, a, a copy, a recorded copy of what you've done? No. Oh, it, that's no, interesting. It's, it's live stream, it is if, ephemeral. Yeah. And you can't see it again. Ah. So I can say, well, if you missed it, sorry, you'll have to come next time. Also, do people book to be a two? Yeah, have you got fans now? Well, I've got a nice little fan following of 12 people, I've noticed. They're always following me. I'm, I'm women. Mm. <laughs> I'm very happy with that. No, but you'll build up. I'll build up no, a little yeah, audience, yeah, yeah. I know. The things, I, of the things that I do, yes, the places that I take them. So I'm building up a fan base, and the more I do it, the more fans I get. And, of course, you know how fans go. They tell their friends. You get all this word of mouth. And they have to book, yes, they have to book through the actual travel site that does it. And when they book, then they are given access at the date and time to come in onto my app and look at me what's on my, and look at what's on my phone. Yeah, because they, you broadcast, you, you do an online leaflet that this is what's coming up, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. An cool. online leaflet. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Oh, that's all. And except you should come along with me on a tour one day. Yeah. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.